Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Criminalia, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to the final episode of our witchcraft and alchemy season here on Criminalia. I'm Maria Tremarchi. And I'm Holly Fry. So let's recap for a moment. As we do when we started this season, we were curious about a few things. Would any of the accused people we're covering emerge as a sympathetic character when put under a modern microscope? And would the outcome of practicing magic and sorcery be the same for those accused of witchcraft versus those accused of alchemy. A cursory glance suggests both of the practices were believed to involve sorcery or magic, and depending on the time in history, may also have been considered heresy. Alchemy is, as we have laid out in maybe every episode this season, a combination of medieval science and natural philosophy that was practiced with the overall goal of basically three things. The discovery of the Philosopher's Stone, the discovery of the elixir of life, and the transmutation of metals. Alchemists were often educated, they were often male, although not always, and they almost always wrote in a secret code. 
Alchemy could be confused with witchery, sometimes. As we've seen, such as with Cornelius Agrippa, as well as with Nostradamus, when your work and interests fall into what's considered to be beyond our physical world, you start to toe the line between an afternoon discussion about horoscopes over tea to being punished by death for heresy. So John Dee, for instance. John Dee was a Cambridge-educated polymath and advisor to Queen Elizabeth I. He was an alchemist who studied subjects like mathematics and physics, and he also conversed with the angels, or at least he tried to. During his lifetime, mathematics was considered to be linked to the practices of witchcraft and the dark arts, and it made people suspicious. Dee was up against a society that considered many of his interests as disreputable. He was arrested, and he was charged with the crime of calculating after he cast the horoscopes of Queen Mary and her sister Elizabeth. But he was released, so here, no harm, no foul for him. Witchcraft, on the other hand, we could basically define it as the use of supernatural powers. And witch hunts and prosecutions for the crime of practicing witchcraft went on for centuries. The accused in these stories are primarily women, and we saw that in the stories that we told. Midwives, apothecaries, the presence of a birthmark or a devil's mark, even just the hint of a disagreement with your neighbor could change the course of your life. Look at the Poppenheimers, for instance. They were an itinerant family from Bavaria who were accused of murdering pregnant women for the purpose of making candles out of those unborn babies. And you could not convince anyone in town otherwise, although there was no evidence. There was Agnes Waterhouse, accused of being a witch by a preteen girl whose testimony was based on a dog who turned to look at the accused. Ursula Southheel was believed to have been the daughter of an orphaned girl and the devil, and was said to have cackled when she was born. They were all subjected to intense torture and were all executed for vague crimes that had no factual basis that came up in court. Every single one of our stories about women and men who were accused of witchcraft included torture and execution for their assumed transgressions, without any real facts to back that accusation up in court. Of alchemists, though, there was one man who was executed, George Honauer, for faking his ability to turn lead into gold, which was a fact that he could not argue. He did lie and say that he could do that thing. So that's not quite the same experience as the witches that we recounted being killed. If you haven't been with us in previous seasons, we have a tradition. So at the end of each season, Holly and I pick our favorite shows and our favorite cocktails and mocktails to share during our final episode. And we'd like you to tell us about the stories and drinks you like best as well. So tag on social media, Criminalia, we'd love to know which ones we have in common. And before we dive into the choices Maria and I have made for our favorites of the season, we are going to take a break for a word from our sponsor. And then we'll be right back to tell you what our favorite episodes were. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. 
This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Listen, you listen to true crime podcasts. You know that the world can be dangerous and unpredictable and that there will unfortunately be people who want to hurt each other. And so it's kind of nice to get a little peace of mind by having a good home security system. Just take a few precautions. And I recommend looking at Simply Safe Home Security. I've had my home broken into in the past, and it was a terrible feeling, even though nothing that bad really happened. Aside from an intruder, I just really like knowing that I have a security setup that lets me check in on my pets when I'm not home. That is a huge peace of mind giver when I am out traveling. Simply Safe sent me a whole home security system, and I was really, really impressed by the variety of indoor and outdoor cameras they offer. And the whole thing is backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash criminalia. That's simplysafe, S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash criminalia. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Hey, everybody, it's Holly. Listen, I've been doing stuff on stage since I was a kid, which means that I have been doing my makeup since I was a kid. And I can turn out a look when I need to, but on my day-to-day, I really like to keep it a little more relaxed and low-key. I don't have time for a full face most of the time. But that also means that Thrive Cosmetics can have me covered no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm doing something on stage, like I have an appearance or a live show, or I'm just running to the grocery store. Something in their line is perfect. And what I really love and what's important to me is that they are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And to me, cruelty-free is very important in the cosmetics I use. I mentioned that I've been doing my makeup for a long time. I've gotten older (laughs) in that time. And one of the things that I've done to refresh my look is switch over to their brilliant eye brighteners and use something like a rose gold shade to really like go all around my eye and then just blend it out and get a daytime smoky look. It makes me look a little more youthful and more refreshed. And it's just easy as pie. And it means that I don't have to mess with a whole ton of products. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash criminalia. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash Criminalia for 10% off your first order. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Welcome back to Criminalia. Let's begin with our top three shows of the season. All right, Maria, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Hey, kick it off. What you got? Okay, so I really liked the episode that we did on Al-Farabi and Arabic alchemy. Did you? I did, and it's because that is a time and period, like the time he lived, there was so much going on Mm -hmm. in the Arabic world that I think it's easy for those of us who grew up in the Western world to lose sight of how many scientific, mathematical, intellectual pursuits started there. We always tend to talk about like the Europeans who moved things forward. And there were certainly people doing amazing things there as well. But like the cradle of civilization is also the cradle of some of our greatest ideas. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And to be honest, I had never really known people like Jabir and and any of these people we covered in this episode making amazing discoveries and studies. And just I'm so glad we did it, too. I'm glad you picked this episode. Algebra comes from the the Arabic world. Well, yes, because of a man (laughs) named Al Khwarizmi, Mm -hmm. who it always made me laugh because growing up, everyone says, I will never use this. But it was created for the very specific purpose of figuring out how land was apportioned in wills in the Arabic world, because there are a lot of laws around Mm -hmm. how you have to divide your property when you die. And it was very complicated to do that. (laughs) algebra and similarly there were a lot of moves to try to like make sense of the scientific world and figure out how to create and destroy things and thus alchemy and therefore chemistry is all rooted in that part of the world but doesn't get acknowledged all the time i really love that we pulled it out and we did that specific one because of those very reasons that you've been talking about It comes up a lot in our research and on the the side of what we've been talking about, but actually diving into that episode was really not just very interesting, but also very educational. Yes. Okay, what's your first? My first choice was episode two, Stedelin, the first male witch that we talked about, 15th century, I think it was, right around 1400. The reason why I picked this was because his story, if you removed the maleness of his witchness. <laughs> he could have been anybody. His story was exactly the same as any of the women that we talked about. Yeah. The only thing that stood out to me there was that it just happened to be his particular time and place in history that he happened to be a man who was blamed for a plague on his town. His name never came up before, ever, until he was accused of this. And you swap his name out to Agnes Waterhouse or Ursula Southheel, it could have been anyone. But it wasn't. There was a man who we did talk about. And during his time period, if I recall, the ratios on this, and this was before the hammer of witches, it was like two-thirds male, one-third female when it came to the ratios of women versus men who were accused of witchcraft. And I thought that was an interesting flip that happened within maybe 80 to 100 years after his arrest and execution. It went very quickly after him. That was my reason for him. I always will remember from his story that there was an unaccounted lizard that has bothered me from this episode, and I'm not exactly sure. (laughs) Just putting that lizard in the church for some reason. (laughs) I don't know. He admitted to it, but he didn't say why. I'm so, I want to know the answer to his question. So this episode has always been for me also the lizard episode, which is its own little thing. This, I think, was also the first time that we started talking about the Little Ice Age, which had powered its way through 
yeah. Europe at this time in North America. And that really impacted a lot of our episodes as well. I knew about it and I had been educated about it, but I really had never taken a deep dive on it. And it was really a nice research bit to do with this one as well. Yes. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about hot chocolate. Um, Because <laughs> we, we did a chocolate his, his drink. For yes, that one, we right? did. I believe we did. Yeah. It was not one that I picked, spoiler alert, which is why I didn't have it top of mind. But. I didn't either, but I remember going through them and I re- actually remember, I, I think we talked about the difference between making real hot chocolate and the packet hot chocolate. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's all flooding back. All right, Stedelin, rest in peace. What do you got for your number two, Holly? My second one, I just love it for the silliest of reasons is Dr. William Butler. Oh, yes. One, I just like that he was an Irish alchemist for just that reason. But to jog everyone's minds, he claimed to have made the Philosopher's Mm -hmm. Stone. Again, one of those who claimed to do a thing that he clearly didn't do. But my favorite thing about it, which I love, is that he had told the man he lived with who was his assistant to go on an errand (laughs) And the assistant was like, I'm not going on this air and I'm going to watch him through the window and see what he does. And I just love that that is like the big reveal that he didn't actually have the Philosopher's Stone. I really like that as well. And that the guy was like, I didn't actually see it, but he was there and he was doing it. I know he was. Yeah. That was my favorite part of his story as well is how it came out in the end. And it's also one of those interesting things. This is uh, one of the things I like about this season is how we do see how alchemists, if their stuff didn't cross over too much into the realm of anything that people thought was magical or potentially Mm -hmm. otherworldly, they really got off easy in a lot of cases. They really did. Butler is a classic example of that because he was arrested, but forgery. (laughs) Right? But it seems like that was all like a paperwork situation. He never dealt with any real repercussions. He never spent any time locked up. There was no real punitive measure there. There was certainly no torture. No, he was definitely not sentenced to an execution. He literally just got to go about his life and ended up dying at sea. I'm going to actually jump to my second one because of something you just said. So I picked John D. as I think it was like episode 10 or 11. And I originally wasn't going to pick him, but I ended up doing so because of a few very small details about his story. One of them that just popped into my mind when you were talking about he was arrested on forgery, but then just went about his life. So John Dee's arrested for calculating, casting horoscopes in the royal court, and he's questioned. He gets to go home. There's nothing. There's no punishment involved in any of it. But then he gets questioned again by, and I forget, the the Edmund Bonner, who was a bishop and like a heretic hunter and all these things that we've come to see in the uh, season. But during his questioning, John Dee is not punished. He's nothing happens to him. And he leaves the interrogation with a new friend whom he keeps in touch with for the rest of his life. He signs a book over to him. Like, this is so different than in so many of the other stories that we tell. And one of the things that Holly and I were talking about before we uh, came to talk about this was, for me, and I believe for Holly, a lot of these episodes have been very difficult and very draining. They've been very hard to get through because every one of them has an introduction of a new torture device or a new form of terror and horribleness that is put down upon people. John Dee walked away from it so he could go home and try talking to the angels again. His life was very different than many of the people that we talk about. 
But the right. other thing that I liked about him was he just seemed curious about the world the world, what's beyond the world, everything that he could do in this world, what could be done? Could he try it? Could he try all of these things? He was just so curious about everything around him. I liked the spirit that he brought to his life. And I also like that there's this uh, vague theory floating out there in the ether about him and uh, being a 007 spy for Queen Elizabeth I. That's a pretty cool little theory. There's not a lot of people who've developed it, but it's out there. I thought that was a neat little story for his entire intellectual, interesting life of calculating and speaking Enochian to the angels. <laughs> like, great. Okay, are we done here? I got to go to my scrying. <laughs> I got to see if I got a message. <laughs> I got a date with an angel. Yeah. John <laughs> D. James Bond. Is your second choice. He was my second choice. Okay, my third choice is a little bit heavier. I almost picked the Poppenheimers, but I didn't. I almost did, too. That's interesting. I didn't as well. They will not be showing up as my third. My third was our late season episode on large witch trials. And Ooh, like yes. really digging into what caused them, for lack of better phrasing. Like what the true large scale social issues were that led people to think, yeah, that makes sense. I mm -hmm. should absolutely... That dog looked at that woman and then suddenly a whole thing is going off. Yeah. It's one of those things that's important to look at. You can look at this, which is some of the earliest instances we have of like mass groupthink in that manifests in a very negative way with dire consequences. Because that has happened again throughout history. This isn't the only topic on which that's happened. And it's just good to think about it and think through all of the various things. I think we are living in a time when, like, our country is very divided and there's always, like, I have the answer for mm -hmm. why these people think this way. It's so much more nuanced, dude. There's yes. so much more going on than any one of these answers. Yeah. We need to have a more widespread way to look at things because then you cannot address the things that are making people irrational if you aren't acknowledging that it is a layered cake. I also very much liked that aspect of that show that we were able to, to look into and break down all of these various factors that none of them is the sole factor. No. The other thing too, right, is that the thing that happens in any form of a group movement of irrationality like that is that for some people, X, Y, and Z will be the factors. But then for other people, it will be X, Y, and P. Like, they're not all the mm -hmm. same, but there's enough overlap in the Venn diagram that they all still move forward as a group. We talked about in that episode that one of the things that people have talked about in the Salem witch trials in particular is how much of this is just like bored teenagers. Right. And that may have been a factor in their behavior, but then obviously that's not what's driving the people that glommed onto it and went forward. They have a different set that has some intersection. Looking at how societies function in this way is super fascinating. Mm -hmm. Also troubling because it does get to be like a freight train you cannot stop. Just always good food for thought when looking at our own worlds. Why do large groups of people do ridiculous things sometimes? Well, many reasons. <laughs> yes, yes. The other thing that I really liked that we got to talk about is the fact that there are still people trying to work to acknowledge and write as much as possible what went on 
in many cases, hundreds of years ago, right? Like, literally, very recently, Scotland did a huge pardon of witches. It's one of those things where I'm sure to some people that seems great, but like, those people are still deceased because they were murdered for foolish reasons. But at the same time, I'm sure I know you grew up in New England, so Mm -hmm. you have seen it. But the first time that I visited Salem, Mm -hmm. And there are uh, various monuments there. Like, there are the main ones that are in Salem, and then there's the actual place where most of it happened, which is in a separate area. But you will often see people leaving little notes and saying, I'm a descendant of this person. Even though to us, for a great many of us, there is no direct connection, there are still families that kind of feel that pain of, okay, but what would my family have been like had that person been able to survive to their natural death? In many instances where humans have been wrongfully harmed, there are still people feeling the after effects. So that's why it is still important for governments and various municipalities to acknowledge and recognize and make a gesture that they're trying to make better what has happened in the past. Right. We can't write it, but we can acknowledge it. Yeah, no, that is also an interesting point from this. One of my big takeaways from the large-scale witch trials was the motivations in there, but you can't deny that. we got. I think it was near the end we started talking about you know, Massachusetts, I guess, maybe about 20 years ago, started doing theirs. And since then, um, there have been you know, like a handful globally, of other globally. Scotland just did one. Varda did one in Norway, and they have a beautiful monument that's like an art installation essentially there. So Switzerland has done one I don't know as much about. But yeah, there are... There are still places trying to at least find some way to do something good to course correct a little bit on that. Okay, that was my depressing one. What's your third one? Yeah, so uh, (laughs) my third one, I actually slotted her in late, like late last night. I switched her out. Matteuccia Di Francesco. Really? Yes. I really did this for, for two reasons. I thought she was a great story to tell about how a healer and wise person in a small town could go very wrong. It was like going to your pharmacist's office and finding out that your pharmacist's office was closed because your pharmacist's been accused of drinking blood of infants and flying into orgies with the devil. And it just, she seemed in what we were reading about her to be a very influential woman in her neighborhood when it came to abused women, when it came to love potions, when it came to healing spells and incantations and maybe some ointments in there as well. But one of the things about her trial that always stood out to me is that she is one of the first recorded witches who could fly. Every time we talked about her, I always thought to myself, how do you prove that in court? They didn't. And she did confess to it too. She was one of our, I think she was maybe midway in the season. And she was one of those where I remember feeling when we were doing this episode, here is another woman who is under intense torture, just confessing to anything. Just to make it stop. Just to make it stop. But the one that stood out to me the most was that she was a wise woman in her town. And yet she was considered a woman of ill repute, a sorceress. She was no one that you wanted to associate with, but she was someone who you absolutely wanted to associate with. I liked her and I thought her life was incredibly sad and I moved her into my top three because her episode moved me in some way that the others did not. It's an interesting story, right? The person that probably knows everyone's business is the person they vilify. Mm Mm-hmm. 
which is foolish, but I also understand shame and embarrassment makes people do ridiculous things. That was depressing, So I'm sorry, so let's not dwell on this particular story, (laughs) but shame is my third choice. We have covered our top three there. Before we start drinking, would you like to have a little sponsor break? Let's take a break for our sponsor. When we come back, we will talk about our top three mocktails and cocktails. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Welcome back to Criminalia. It's that magic time 
We're going to visit the cauldron and see what's been brewing. And really, we're going to talk about what Maria's and my favorite drinks of the season have been. Yes, yes. Our final cauldron visit. Do you want to kick us off? Sure. So my first pick, I will say... (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I largely just went with things that I think are solid drinks. Me too. Me too. I didn't have... These don't have anything to do with the episode. So my first selection is from the Agnes Waterhouse episode, and it's the Feline Devil. That is, to refresh our listeners, one ounce of vodka, one ounce of blue curacao, three ounces of cranberry juice or to taste, and three ounces of cola of your choice. That's a solid cocktail. That's a good drink. It's an easy one to make. It's easy to remember. It's a one one three three. Toss it together. It's It looks black, so it's kind of cool, but it's absolutely delicious we haven't messed with any weird stuff like activated charcoal to get it (laughs) so you don't have to warn anybody that their medications might get messed up the mocktail on that one is four ounces of cranberry juice an ounce of orange juice and three ounces of cola and i don't think i mentioned it in that episode but you can also buy like a non-alcoholic blue curacao yes you have mentioned it syrup that you could use instead there too which will also deepen that dark flavor So my first one that I picked is the sham transmutation. What? I know. Okay, so I picked it because, Holly, it's gold and it's delicious. And I'd hate to say that one of the reasons why I picked it is because it, I hate talking this way about somebody's execution, but he was executed wearing gold tinsel. See, I thought you were going to pick him as a favorite episode for that reason. So I thought I was safe in selecting him for... (laughs) cocktail oh did you pick him too (laughs) i did everything about his episode was just gold saturated and i thought that you did such a great job with this drink because of it it also tastes lovely it is to refresh everyone's memory an ounce and a half of vodka three ounces ginger beer three ounces pineapple juice it's got goldschlager floating on the top and if you have it yellow chartreuse and the mocktail was leave out the vodka and the goldschlager leave a a little cinnamon syrup wow you can tell I made this one. Um, you know, <laughs> it's a lovely drink. It's gold. It fits this, this season so well. I wanted to use it as my top one to kick us off. It's so delicious. Not to toot my own horn, but that one was a really delicious yeah, move. I, I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> Excellent drink. That one and the feline devil, I like because they're easy. There's other than if you want to add the chartreuse. Right. Other than that, everything is easy to get. It's nothing weird. Super, super simple. So now, since you selected the same one that I did, I'm moving my backup into the number two position. We both, I think, have a backup. So I think we're good. (laughs) This one is the one that went with the Heinrich Cornelius Agrippa episode called The Restless Heretic. Yeah. And really, this is just because I put weird things with champagne and it turned out (laughs) I love them. So to refresh everyone, this uh, drink is one teaspoon of blueberry jam. And I was lucky enough to have homemade blueberry jam from my friend Kay. Two ounces of mead and then four ounces of champagne. I don't remember if I mentioned it in the episode, but I often... (laughs) (laughs) For a peek behind the curtain of the (laughs) cocktail situation, 
So normally we record on Wednesday afternoons and sometimes the script together on Tuesday evening Mm -hmm. and I don't get a chance to work on the cocktail until Wednesday. So I will just tell you my local liquor store sees me on Wednesday morning a lot. (laughs) And they're probably like, who is this nutbag always shopping for weird liquor on Wednesday morning? Like, what is her drinking schedule about? But the day that I had gone in to work on this Agrippa one... I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was like, sometimes, and because I have a really lovely liquor store near me that's like amazing and has a really great spread of artisanal spirits and interesting things, they happen to have someone there doing mead demos. Oh my gosh, you have such a good liquor store. (laughs) Mead? Right? Come on. And then, of course, I was like, okay, but can I, do you cocktail with mead? And they were very happy anybody who had mead questions. So that was how this one started. And one of the things the gentleman I spoke with, and I didn't get his name, was talking about was some people like to sweeten it or whatever. And I, of course, had said like, oh, I bet you could mix it with like a a lavender syrup and get something interesting. And he was like, oh, you could. And I was like, this is making me think about what I can (laughs) add to mead. And that is how I was like, what do I have at home? Mm -hmm. Blueberry jam. It was such an interesting ingredients list. Listen, jam is my jam. A good jam is magical. So if you want to make the mocktail on that one, super easy. It's five ounces of ginger ale, an ounce of honey syrup, and that teaspoon of blueberry jam. If you really want to give it a little extra, and I didn't even include it, you could add like some cinnamon or some allspice in there to kind of give it a little extra. But that's a yummy one that you don't expect to like as much as you like. At least I didn't. And then I was like, well, mead is going in rotation. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't expect it either. I would say if you even try to try it. We should be putting jam in all of our drinks. I have no problem with that. What's your numeral? The witch's bridal. Agnes Sampson's drink is one ounce of cold coffee, one ounce double espresso vodka, a dot of brown sugar, and an ounce of Jägermeister. I left out the brown sugar because I am sweet without it. I actually think that a lot of people would like to have that in there, but I tried it before and I was like, don't need it. Uh, But this drink taught me something about myself. I did not know that I liked those flavors together, and I do. This was my effort to reclaim Jägermeister from its bad reputation. And I was with you on that. As it turns out, it it did, for me, reclaim the Jägermeister into more of an adult beverage. (laughs) Yes. It was a great combination. I believe the mocktail, which I did not make a note of, was... So, for the non-coffee version... Because we also had a version for people that don't like coffee. Right. That was black tea, I believe, that we put in there. Right. Which was just subbing out um, coffee for black tea Mm -hmm. and then using plain vodka instead of espresso vodka. Because that was where you were shocked that I would think that anybody wouldn't want to drink coffee. This is all coming back to me now. Yeah. (laughs) And then for the mocktail, it is two ounces of coffee or black tea, three quarters of an ounce of anise syrup, and one quarter ounce of almond syrup. Yes. I haven't tried the mocktail. It sounds good. I mean, it it sounds good, too. Yes. So that was the reason. No other than I now know. (laughs) That it's okay to drink Jägermeister and coffee together. Listen, I don't know that I said so on that show, but I am a fan of Jägermeister. I will literally just sip Jägermeister when people do shots. I'm like, you're missing the flavor. but <laughs> Because they all just want to get rid of the flavor. They're like, oh, I don't want that. I know to a lot of people, it tastes like cough medicine. I love it. All caps love. If you've never had a honey Jägermeister, that was out for a little while. I remember when I was like in my 20s. I don't know if it's even still available anymore. 
If they ever bring it back, though, I'm buying a case just to keep on hand because it's delicious. I learned because of this drink that there's actually a Jägermeister beverage that is a Jägermeister cold brew coffee, like in a bottle. Like I didn't know that existed before. Oh, yeah. I didn't know about that yeah, either. Yeah, no, I just I just learned about it while I was like looking up our uh, ingredients. I'm a little worried that the one I'm about to say is one that is also on your list. Well, let's do it. It's angel language. It is angel language. We both yeah, have I it. Knew. This was such a marvelous, weird one, and it made me so happy that it turned out, and I and now I love it, and it's a big fave. So this was the one for our John D. episode, because, of course, as we mentioned earlier, he thought he could talk to angels. And it's the one that is similar, at least in route, to a classic champagne cocktail, which would have not been around yet when John D. was alive, but that didn't come about until the mid-1800s. But you just build this in your glass, so you put a a blorp, that's my official measurement of marshmallow cream. That blorp measurement may actually be the reason why I chose this. <laughs> a blorp of marshmallow cream or marshmallow fluff. A half ounce of creme de violette, but if you like a different cordial, you can put that in there. And then an ounce of whipped cream or vanilla vodka. And then you top it with champagne. It knocks you on your badonk, but it's really quite lovely. And as as you drink it, it gets sweeter and sweeter because the marshmallow breaks down more and more. It really shouldn't be a drink that I like because it is so it's sweet to me. It's very sweet to me. It is. I will say, too, as a variation on this, before I even get to the mocktail, if you buy the marshmallows at the store... No judgment. I buy those too, but they don't work as well for this because they're like, their coating of sugar and sometimes cornstarch is so complete that they almost seal off and they don't react to the alcohol in the same way. If you have like a homemade marshmallow or there's, these people do not sponsor the show, but there's a wonderful <laughs> company called Wonder Made that makes homemade marshmallows that mm -hmm. I am in love with. They will send them to your house. You get it and you open the box and they're clearly like hand cut marshmallows. They don't have that coating and they will also work if you want to do a little variation and drop a pretty marshmallow in and watch it kind of explode and become pieces of clouds. We were talking about the, how they were like tea leaves. and we, we Read can, them. You, you can, can read, read your marshmallow fluff. These divinations. I thought this was one of your most creative drinks this season, which is also why I put it on the list. It's a fun one to do. The mocktail, to make sure we don't leave those oh, folks yes. out, is um, you're going to keep that blorp of marshmallow fluff, which really means like a pretty rounded teaspoon. Or you can go bigger if you want. And then instead of a cordial, you would just sub in the flavored syrup of your choice. So if you have a lavender syrup, great. If you have um, raspberry syrup, is very good to do this with. And then I would add just a tiny bit of cream soda and then pour ginger ale on top because it just it gives it a little more layered flavor. Guys, a little cream soda would be great. Yeah, that's a great one for kids. Don't tell them it's a mocktail, but just tell them it's punch. <laughs> uh, it's a beverage for littles at that point. Okay, now that I stole your number three thunder, what do you have left? My backup was actually lead into gold, William Butler. Butler's drink has things in it that should that just all hit my checklist. Like it's whiskey, it's ginger ale, it's got lemon juice. And the only thing in it that I was a little bit because it's the sweet part. So every time I get to the sweet part, I go, ooh, okay, let's try it. It works lovely. But he just didn't quite make it up to the gold tinsel part of the list. Like, <laughs> so that, to refresh you, is the one that is two ounces of Irish whiskey, an ounce of lemon juice, and an ounce of butter pecan syrup. And that's where I kind of went, ooh, but I like that flavor. So I 
I went in. And I think the mocktail, we just swapped out the whiskey for the black tea. Yeah. Yeah, which is our normal kind of. Super yumsies. I thought these were very creative and a little bit different drinks this season, and I appreciate that. I like when we do things that are like a bloody drink or a black drink or a drink that has clouds in it. (laughs) But ultimately, I really just want a drink that tastes good. That's the hope for any of them. Yeah. Maria, before we sign off, do you want to tee up what people can expect next season? You can just give them a little hint. This one's going to be tricky to come up with cocktails, I can tell you already. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, I do. And I thank everyone for joining us this season. Uh, We hope that you will be here next season when we turn the topic to body snatchers, buzzards, and resurrectionists. And you don't have to wait. So we're shelving our alchemical text to head directly in. I hope I don't come up with a lot of gross cocktails, but I might. (laughs) We'll see. I, too, want to make sure we thank you for spending time with us both today and this season. We will be right back here next week, as Maria said, with next season's good stuff. So we hope to see you there because there, I promise we'll make it fun, even though it's a grisly topic. They're all grisly topics. Criminalia is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, please visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.